This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. You hear a lot about the accidents that Teslas do get in, but less about the ones they don't get in. And according to a study done by Cambridge Mobile Telematics that looked at drivers who own both an electric and ICE vehicle, Tesla owners are much less likely to get in an accident while driving their Tesla compared to any of the other vehicles that they own. In fact, they're 50% less likely to get in a crash, according to telematics data from millions of vehicles. But it's not the same story for all brands. Porsche EV owners are 55% more likely to get in an accident in their Porsche compared to their other car or cars. Part shortages caused by COVID lockdowns in Shanghai are absolutely hammering Toyota. On Tuesday, we reported that it's being forced to slash production by another 100,000 units in June. Well, now you can make that 150,000 units. It made the adjustment after a closer look at its operations and expects to make roughly 800,000 vehicles next month. Toyota is still keeping future production targets at 850,000 units per month, but those plans could just as easily be blown to pieces. Well, it's going to be more expensive to rent a car this summer. Profits for rental companies like Hertz and Avis are soaring, and while that's good for the companies, it's not for the customers that are renting their vehicles. Bloomberg reports that Hertz and Avis charged 25% more on rentals in the first quarter compared to a year ago. And that's because they're not able to get enough cars to stock their fleets due to parts shortages that have forced automakers to cut production. During the first quarter, Hertz charged $59 a day on average for rentals, and Avis averaged $54 a day. But that doesn't include travel taxes, which pushes the actual cost to about $90 a day. And it's likely to get worse this summer with more travelers renting cars. One analyst says the average rental cost is likely to increase by another 4 to $5 a day on average. And with companies making more money on rentals, prices aren't likely to go back to their previous rates. The future of Michigan is extraordinarily bright. Um, We have such incredible assets, and I think more and more we're realizing how to put those together in a way that's going to help this state really help lead the nation uh, as we go forward. We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. It looks like Chinese EV maker Nia wants to jump into the American market and is also planning to build vehicles in the U.S. GasGoo reports that the company is recruiting manufacturing specialists for a number of different positions in the U.S., including those who already have experience in the country. Nio declined to comment on the report, but the company already has a presence in the U.S. Its North American headquarters and autonomous driving R&D center are both located in San Jose, California. And speaking of foreign automakers building new EV plants in the U.S., Volkswagen CEO Herbert Diess revealed the company is already looking at locations to open a plant that will build electric pickups and SUVs for the Scout brand. 
Scout was a Jeep-like vehicle built from 1961 till 1980 by International Harvester. Navistar, which was formed after International Harvester went out of business, owned the rights to the Scout name. But VW acquired the name when it bought Navistar. And earlier this month, VW announced it will revive Scout, not just as a vehicle, but as a new EV brand. And if you want more insight into VW's revival of Scout, check out this video John did and why he thinks Scout could become the equivalent of the Jeep brand for Volkswagen. Look for the link in the description box or in today's transcript on our website. The Ford F-Series has been the best-selling vehicle in the U.S. for decades, but for the first time, the Chevy Silverado passed the F-150 as the most shop pickup, according to Kelly Blue Book's Brand Watch study. GM's announcement in January that it's coming out with an electric version of the Silverado helped generate shopping interest in the truck. The KBB study is a quarterly consumer perception report that incorporates shopping behavior data. On the luxury side, BMW is once again number one as the most shopped luxury brand. Lexus passed it last quarter, but fell to number three in the new study. Cadillac made the biggest jump of all luxury brands to the number two spot, thanks to the Escalade, which was the most shopped luxury vehicle for the first time. Tesla fell to fifth from the number three spot in the previous report, but even still, it set a sales record in the first quarter in the U.S., and it gained market share. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. Lucid CEO Peter Rawlinson hosted another interesting video on YouTube going into detail about the Air Sedan. The first was all about the battery pack. This new one is all about the space concept, or how it was able to maximize interior space. And while you have to really consider the entire vehicle, there's two particular points Rawlinson makes that I'd like to highlight. He talks about minimizing the distance between the H-point, or hip point, of the rear passenger and their center line of the rear axle. The shorter the distance, the more room for rear seat passengers. But their positioning is also critical for safety, NVH, or noise vibration harshness, and the body packaging with the rear suspension. So it's a bit of a dance to make it all work. The other important metric is the distance between the front occupant foot and the front wheel. The further you can push the front seat passengers up, the more space for the rear. But again, safety is a key. Rawlinson says this distance is not typically a factor with ICE vehicles because you have the engine and transmission in front to help with impact. Not so with an EV. 
Lucid ended up developing a triangulated structure with large castings on either side to help distribute all the forces in the event of an accident. What you end up with is a rather large interior with a smaller exterior footprint. Lucid highlights this by getting its two tallest employees, one six foot seven, the other six foot six, to sit in the car one behind the other to show that it can fit large individuals. We'll provide a link if you'd like to check out the whole thing. Happy 70th birthday to the Bentley Continental. Production of the R-Type Continental, the first Bentley to wear the Continental name, kicked off in May of 1952. Only 208 examples of this car were ever built, and it's one of the most celebrated in the company's history. And a reminder before I sign off, there will not be a new Autoline Daily on Monday as we all celebrate Memorial Day. But that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching and have a great weekend. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.